0: things that play under the historical audio
1: drama. All right, let's do it. The piece of music we're listening to in the background is called The Barrier Islands. It's the end tag from an episode of 13 called The Barrier Islands. Today, we'll break it down and get into why and how it was made. You're listening to How I Make Music, where audio drama composers get to tell their own stories. In this show, we break apart the music of a fictional podcast and take a trip into how it was made. My name is Kayla Ritchie. I'm a composer from Kentucky, and this is How I Make Music. Welcome back to How I Make Music, Barrier Islands, by me, Caleb Ritchie. Thanks for listening in. She was young, way too young to be out here alone. And she was walking toward me. What was a little girl doing out here, all alone? Thirteen is a slow burn anthology horror series that meshes the creepy and fantastical with, like, human experiences of grief. You'd think that as a local... I'd have gotten used to that ominous feeling, the overwhelming emptiness when I look out at the ocean. But I never did. Every episode is a standalone story. Something had been bothering me since last night. They all feature dialogue and Foley and scoring. And she mentioned that name, Savannah Webb. And it blends audio drama with narrative fiction. (laughs) It reminded me of something that happened half my lifetime ago, but took on new resonance now. The day that I saw them, really rich inner world for the main characters. They stood in a wide semicircle. There was a fire in the middle, and they were—I don't know—just standing there. The island witches. This episode features a protagonist coming home to the barrier islands to attend his brother's funeral. He's starting to feel a call to walk into the ocean. We have to have some element of fear. (laughs) There's a lot of music in this show. It's scored pretty much front to back for every episode. And every episode being different, it's almost always new thematic material. The Big Bad theme was inspired heavily by Rachmaninoff's A Minor Etude, the Opus 39, number two. Take a listen. I took classical lessons my whole life. I majored in applied piano and then music technology. uh, And I was mostly focused on producing and composing music in the studio. I did like a lot of like house tracks and stuff like that. How embarrassing. embarrassing. The goal was I always wanted to go into composing for video games. Even though everybody told me you'll never get a job as a pianist, you'll have to do music technology, it was quite the opposite for me. I kept getting all these gigs as an accompanist, and then I never (laughs) got scoring gigs until several years years later. This is a very weird callback, but Dan Gibson was this Canadian audio recorder and engineer who recorded a lot of nature sounds. And it was always called New Age, but I don't think it was actually a part of anybody's spiritual practice per se. It was just, I don't think there was a good label That sounds like something from Guardians of Atlantis, which was a very corny title for one of the Dolphin albums. It was very weird. It was, it kind of like also integrated the idea that there was like non-pitched music and like nature sounds and atmosphere and like Foley can be part of a really musical experience. I always think back fondly on those CDs. I still listen to a few of them, to date myself with CDs. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The Super Nintendo was a piece of hardware that actually upped the game for music in a lot of ways. I think like the opening to one of the, I think, The Secret of Mana, there's this piano track repeating notes in the background. One of the hallmarks of the Super Nintendo was this tape delay, because you could have this channel that was not taking up any additional space. I ended up using it all the time, everywhere. I've got like tracks on an album that hasn't come out yet. Almost all of it has delay somewhere. It's peculiar, but it definitely came from the Super Nintendo because I played it a lot when I was younger. Thirteen is produced by the production company Imaginary Kama. They're also based in Lexington, Kentucky. Before I heard about this opportunity, I didn't listen to a lot of audio drama. I had hitched a ride to a gig. I was accompanying a student with her mom, and they were the ones that actually let me know about Imaginary Kama and Thirteen, a new audio drama. They're looking for a composer and like sent it to me and was like, hey, you should do this. I kind of went on a flash tour at work, like, with my headphones in, listening to, like, (laughs) the first podcast they had put together called Olive Hill, and, like, No Sleep, and Scary to Sleep, and, like, some other horror podcasts. I just, like, composed until six in the morning, and then I sent them a bunch of things, and I was like, do you want to be, like, Stranger Things? Here's 80s horror. Do you want this kind of horror? I, I really did not do anything groundbreaking. <laughs> so, I curated and chose these instruments for this episode so that it would be very evocative of this kind of coastal ocean setting. Very excited to do an ocean or island theme soundtrack for this series. So Granulated Whale Song ended up in the soundtrack three different ways. To me, this sounds almost just like a kind of like fuzzy marimba. Like it doesn't necessarily sound like a whale sound, but I just knowing that that's the source material that it came from felt good for me. <laughs> Even if it does sound like a marimba, I'm like, but it's an ocean marimba. The penny whistle is the best $20 that I ever spent. Like, I've loved this sound ever since I saw Titanic at a young age, almost a counterpart to the kind of solo soprano part that was happening. It was this... Repeated minor second, very bendy, like a very drenched in reverb, like coming from the distance, almost like the ocean calling you, and very hypnotic. 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 The pan flute was just this very breathy alternative to the penny whistle. It was oftentimes doubling it, just an octave lower. And it has this just incredibly breathy, airy quality to it. Something about that breathiness almost even kind of bled into sound effects, like the wind of the ocean. Kind of bled into the airiness that was in the pan flute. Piano, I needed a bass part and none of the other patches were working. So I was like, I'll just use piano. That's the fun part about being a pianist is you can just be like, I'll just go back to this instrument (laughs) and you can just plug it in really quickly. (laughs) The siren is probably the most literal instrument that I used. It's a solo soprano. me, it was very much the call of the ocean. The seductiveness of, you know, being brainwashed and hypnotized into walking in there. The solo soprano is used a lot in themes that have to do with the island witches and a lot to do with the idea of being placed under a spell where you're not behaving for your best interests. (laughs) There are some moments in the episode where I have the harp and the penny whistle or the harp and the pan flute. Using those kinds of plucks that are very gentle but firm. The choir was a really good pad like accompaniment for the soprano. I was a tenor in college. I haven't really sung since then. I've accompanied a lot more, it pays better. Um, <laughs> Take a listen to the Celeste. It's very dreamlike. Under this part of, again, a hypnotic experience, it's somebody who's starting to lose themselves. And in this instance, maybe consider walking into the ocean, never to return like a fuzziness uh, between reality and the imagination. So upon googling, it does appear to be called Celeste, which means I've embarrassed myself in a lot of different contexts over the past few years. Today I, I learn, learn, I learn. Yeah. Yeah. knowing how to play complicated technical things on the piano and understanding my touch has been almost like it has opened up as many worlds for me in these virtual instruments as programming it all from scratch would. Like there's an elements of performance knowledge that I feel like eclipses whatever technological knowledge I might have. That's about it for this episode. We'll listen to the full piece in just a moment. But before we do that, thank you for listening to How I Make Music. Catch new episodes on howimakemusic.com or wherever. We've been listening to music featured in the audio drama called 13. To hear the full story or to check out my other work, follow the links in the show notes. We video recorded this episode. Check it out and support the musicians of audio drama by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash howimakemusic top tier patrons get a mention right here in the credits of every episode How I Make Music is created by John Bartman and now here's Barrier Islands the end tag to the episode of 13 Barrier Islands in its entirety. My name is Caleb Ritchie and thanks for listening to How I Make Music Catch you next time